He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. unclouded by hate does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice hello everyone my name is charlie you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer c.e dorset and today we're going to be talking about the fifth of the five powers wisdom now if this is your first episode i'm not going to do a huge amount of recap in here because the episodes are really short but because they're really short this is a five-part series so you can go back and listen and catch up really really quickly all right before we get started i would like to ask if you haven't already please rate this podcast wherever you're listening to me it really does help out a lot it tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people the more people that listen the better chance we have of developing a community and spirituality is always best practiced in a community all righty so we're talking about the five powers, how faith builds effort, how effort builds mindfulness, how mindfulness builds concentration and concentration builds wisdom and wisdom builds faith and the cycle begins all over again. Today, we're talking about that fifth power, wisdom and how it works. Wisdom controls ignorance and is the balance to faith. Ah, wait a minute. What did I say there? Wisdom is the balance to faith, and faith is the balance to wisdom. Wisdom's very important. If you haven't noticed, I mean, we named the podcast Wisdom's Cry after the verse from Proverbs that I recite at the beginning of every episode. Jesus is divine wisdom incarnate. He is the eternal wisdom. Wisdom is a very important thing to me. How does wisdom balance faith? Well, as we discussed in the episode on faith, our faith is not blind. It is often begins as a proposition that we want to test as we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, as St. Paul puts it, or as he also says that we should test all things and hold to that which is true. Faith is often the first question that gets asked, that we then put into trials to see if it works. Does meditation actually help? We try it out. Should I love my neighbor as I love myself? We put it into effort and try it out. Faith begins as a question, but eventually grows as we gain confidence through our practice that it is in fact, the thing that we should be doing. Or we learn, oh, well, that wasn't for me. That isn't the thing that I should be doing. It can go either way. Now, faith and wisdom should not be seen as like opposites. This is something that we've had kind of foisted on us over the last couple centuries since the quote-unquote enlightenment, where people have preached the idea that we have developed into a disenchanted world 
That's not true, but that's a topic for a later episode of the podcast. Faith and knowledge, faith and understanding, faith and wisdom are not opposed to one another, but they are balances. Because as we come to learn, the more knowledge and understanding and wisdom that we develop, the more we temper our faith. Because faith should never be blind. I'm going to say that again because so often people refer to faith as blind faith. Faith should never be blind. The only time we give faith to something that we don't know for sure is true is when we first start testing to see if it is true. But it's kind of a weak faith that will eventually grow if the thing turns out to be true and will die off if the thing proves not to be true. But in the end, truth is what we are seeking. Truth is what is important. And truth is not something that can be congealed for all time and space by any person, place, or thing. Wisdom is an ever-expanding, ever-growing, and ever-changing thing. Because if there is anything constant in this entire universe, it is change. Jesus himself told us that he would send us the Holy Spirit because there are many things that he wanted to tell us, but there were things that we could not bear to hear. But when the Spirit of Truth came, we would learn all things. So, not everything was written. Not everything is known at any period of time, and the things that we hold as true today may not be seen as true tomorrow. Remember, before Copernicus, people didn't know that the earth revolved around the sun. They believed something else. After Newton, we all believed that we understood the clockwork universe until Einstein showed us that that's not how things work. And someday in the future, somebody else will come and show us even more. And we will learn deeper and deeper truths about our universe, and they will change and challenge everything that we ever believed and knew. That is the way of things. That is how the universe works. That is how everything functions. So don't let yourself be controlled or overpowered because somebody with a big name at one point in history said a thing. We are charged individually to seek out our salvation with fear and trembling, to test all things and hold to that which is true. And that's why we have science. That's why we have the wisdom traditions. That's why we have meditation. And that's why we have spiritual practice. These are all ways for us to test, to see what is, in fact, true. And so that's kind of the first important thing here, because faith, especially when it is overly consolidated in a particular person, place, or thing, can blind us to the way the world is. And that's why we must ever be growing in wisdom. Wisdom seeks to see the world as it really is, not as we want it to be. We began learning that lesson when we started studying mindfulness and practicing mindfulness. To see 
things as they are, not as we will them to be. So it may have been fine for our ancestors to believe or act in certain ways because they did not know better. But once we know better, it's no longer all right for us to do that. And I'm not saying that to justify things. Our ancestors should have known that slavery was wrong. Holding others in captivity against their will and beating them till they do what you want them to do. I, I cannot think of a much a more abhorrent thing that you could do to an individual. And the idea that anyone didn't see that as the great natural evil that it is astounds me. So it's not to forgive them for their mistakes. It is not to repeat them. Liberty, freedom, these are cornerstones of the modern world. They are things that our Lord preached. He came to give us life and more abundantly. He came to liberate us from the law that was delivered by men and angels and set us free. And so here we are seeking that freedom that ever-expanding freedom. And we have to be careful not to say, well, you know, this saint or that saint or this holy person or this great intellect of old said slavery was a good thing, so I mean, it must have been a good thing. This person of old said that misogyny was good or racism or homophobia, or transphobia, or any of the prejudices of our ancestors. Now we can say that they should have known better, but in many cases they didn't. They should have. The idea that men and women should be treated equally seems to us today one of the most obvious statements that a person can make. But a person has to make that statement and prove it to the world before people will accept it. And even today, there are people that don't accept that basic premise. And that's where faith can be a problem and why wisdom must balance it. In all that we do, we have to seek out wise counsel. We have to find those sources and resources that can be trusted to show us how things are and not how we want them to be. And that's why we have the sciences that test and test and repeatedly test all ideas to see if they hold water. So we let our faith be balanced by our wisdom. And we let our wisdom be balanced by our faith. Because faith tells us that we are here to be peacemakers. Faith tells us that we are here to do the works of compassion, to love one another as God loves us, to love each other as we love ourselves, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, that we are here to be humble and not to judge. These are the things that our faith teaches us, and they work very well when we are discerning wisdom. Because anything that is not from peace is not wisdom. Anything that is not of compassion is not wisdom. 
Now, I can hear some people because I've actually had somebody say this to me. So you're saying survival of the fittest doesn't happen because that's not compassionate. Well, Jesus said no greater love has man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Now, I'm not saying that a gazelle willingly sacrifices itself for the needs of the others and gives itself to the lion. But it's sacrifice, because it's usually the sick, the old, sometimes the young. But it's sacrifice takes the pride away from the rest of the herd. It's a hard world. And it's a thing that actually happens that we can see with our own two eyes. So it would be foolish to say that it doesn't happen, that people don't live in a world where animals consume each other. But that doesn't mean that we should consume each other, that we should despitefully use each other. That's where we draw the line. That's where wisdom comes in. Yes, survival of the fittest has been something that has worked in nature for a very long time, but we have the ability to help people with medicine. And we do. We have the ability to restrain our actions, and so we should. We have the ability to make change. And that ability almost obligates us to make change. You see, when we learn to see the world as it is, not as we want it to be, we see it as it is. Now, we could discern what we see through wisdom as faults in the world. There are hierarchies that exist that have no right to exist, where people put themselves on pedestals and say that they are better than others, when in fact no one is truly better than anyone else. And those hierarchies must be brought down. And we must learn to see each other as equals. But there are other hierarchies that are not unjustified. A doctor knows more than I ever will about medicine. A scientist knows more about their field of study than I ever will. So some of these hierarchies are justified and others, well, we're all human. So there's not one kind of human that's better than any other kind of human. Because we are all human, there are not kinds of humans. So we discern. We learn to see with a dispassionate eye. And it's hard. When wisdom taught us that we were not the center of the universe, it was a bruise to our collective ego. Because now we are not the center of the universe. We're not the most important thing. But true wisdom should have taught us not to see ourselves that way ever. Even before the heliocentric model came into practice, we should have known that we weren't the center of the universe. Because humility should have guided us. This is one of the principles that Christ taught us, that we should be humble. Thinking that you are the greatest thing out there is kind of not humble. That everything in the universe revolves around us. That's kind of not humble. 
And that's where wisdom steps in. Wisdom is experiential knowledge. That's the main difference between knowledge and wisdom, really. See, knowledge you can get from a book. You can read a book about physics or chemistry or mathematics and learn it. And while I would say there is some wisdoms that come along, you can learn knowledge. Wisdom has a tricky nature in that it has to be lived. It has to be experienced. I can share with you wisdom that I have accumulated over my life. It's not my wisdom. It didn't come from me. And beware anybody that wants to tell you that they are wise and they are sharing their wisdom. No, I learned from all those who came before me, and be it from their books, their practices, or sometimes from sitting and listening to them and taking in their instruction. But it's not my wisdom. It's our wisdom. It is wisdom that needs to be shared. But that's all I can do is share it unless you practice it. See, you have to trust me, have faith in what I say, so that you'll put the effort into seeing if it's true, the mindfulness to judge it fairly, the concentration to see it through, so you can develop the wisdom that will either grow your faith in what I say, or show you that I am wrong. And that's the way we should treat all things. That's what this entire process that we've been talking about this week is all about. Wisdom is not the end. Faith is not the end. They are both the end and the beginning of each other. One leads to the other, leads to the other, leads to the other, in an endless cycle, in an endless chain. My faith leads to action. My action leads to mindfulness. My mindfulness leads to focus. My focus leads to wisdom. That wisdom grows my faith. And the cycle begins again and again and again. And at all points, as new information comes in, it may test things that I've held to be true my entire life. And it's hard to throw down something that you have believed your entire life. I started my life as a non-denominational kind of Baptist kid. I was raised in the Baptist church. Two of my grandfathers were Baptist ministers, one Southern Baptist, the other missionary Baptist. That's where I came from. By the time I was a teenager, I, not my family, had started down the road of converting to Catholicism, and I became a Catholic. And I was a Catholic for quite some time. And then I developed and grew out of Catholicism when I learned CS and began to practice CS and saw problems within Catholicism that I just couldn't stand anymore. And I'm not saying that you can't be a Baptist or a Catholic or that you have to be what I am. But along, what I'm trying to show you is that along the way, I have questioned my fundamental beliefs over and over again. I still have the simple faith I had as a child in Jesus because Jesus has never failed me. Jesus has never shown 
himself not to be there present in my life. Over the years, I've added a devotion to our Blessed Mother Mary, and that devotion has grown and changed over my life. I have given up beliefs that were proven to be false, and I have continued to develop, and hopefully, God willing, I will continue to develop throughout my life. We seek stasis because we think that when we have it, we'll have it and it'll be final. But there's only one ultimate in the world. There is only one Alpha and Omega. And that is God. And knowing God is a practice that I will be continuing to hone my entire life. Until the moment in death when I meet God face to face. And then I will learn whether I was right or wrong. All I can do is be the best person that I can and follow the path as best as I can. And that's all that can be asked of you. I hope I hope you've enjoyed this series. If you have and you haven't already, please like rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening right now that really does help out a lot if you've got a buck you can throw my way in the show notes you'll find a link to the community support page that really does help out a lot supports everything that i do that's how i make my income is between the ads and the community support page so thank you to everybody who does that if you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving please do not feel pressure to do that. I honestly do these podcasts because I want to share what I've learned over my life and hopefully keep other people from suffering as I have suffered. I really do mean mean it when I say that. But if you know somebody you think would enjoy this podcast or get something out of it, please share it with them. That helps out immensely. If you want to get in touch with me, head over to wisdomscry.com. There you'll find links to everything that I do. You can also leave a voice message by clicking the link in the show notes. You will have to sign up for an account because we do not accept anonymous voice messages for, I think, reasons that are quite obvious. So until next time, and when we will start a new series, may God bless you and keep you ever growing in wisdom and compassion. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.